Chris, when you watched the uh, Week 2 Giants game, you saw the second half, and Martindale dialed up all those exotics. You watched that film. You pretty much knew you were getting the same thing. What did you What did you communicate to Brendel on the short week about all the different exotic looks that you were probably going to see? Well, we, we looked at all of them uh, leading up to as many as we could, and we can only practice so many of them with the short week. We get as many reps in as we can in a walkthrough setting <coughs> with the short week. Uh, that's all you could do. Just keep going through it, review what they showed, know they're going to show different things, uh, make sure he understood and was seeing things right. And uh, and he did, for the most part, we did a good job. How challenging is that when someone, so the team's blitzing as much as they are in terms of, you know, everyone has to be other piece of cues for repeatedly over and over. I mean, they do anyway, obviously, but in that situation, how challenging Yeah, it's always challenging. They, they do a good job of making sure that all they test all your rules and make sure your rules are sound, make sure your guys are on point, and they did. They tested us, and obviously there's always going to be one or two where you miss, And uh, but for the most part, the guys did a good job. The guy puts pressure on is a lot of times there weren't enough blockers, and so it puts pressure on Brock and, and, and receiving core to be able to answer by getting rid of the ball in, in certain certain instances and, uh, and be able to make plays, which we were able to do just enough. From that last week to this week, a team that doesn't blitz or blitz was at the lowest rate in the league. How, how different is it? Yeah, it's just it's a whole different game. It's just and, that, and that's the challenge week to week. Whether it be the personnel that you're facing, whether it be the scheme that you're facing, there's a challenge every week, and that's the cool part about the season. That's the thing I love about the season is that you know you can only do so much against your defense. So once you start going against these guys every week, the challenge is how do you get guys prepped to play their individual one-on-one battles, schematic battles, then what the game plan that you've implemented throughout the week too, how they apply that to those players and to those schemes. It's a challenge every week, and it's really it's really a lot of Uh, Cardinals defense, yes. The Cardinals defense is uh, is is similar <clears throat> from a from a base standpoint. And then there's part of it. The hard thing was this week is how far down the rabbit hole do you go of looking at Eagles film and how much you look at Arizona film. Um, obviously, no same guys, same same defense. Where are they in their progression? Do they put a lot more in this week? Do they leave it where it is? I mean, it's just you don't know. But you're ready for everything. The key thing is it's it's so often you've heard, I think, probably Kyle talk before about it. We oftentimes get a lot of unscouted looks, looks that you don't prepare for. So you're always building upon it. You're always telling guys, hey, look, you know, just because we've prepped you for this this week doesn't mean that, hey, you might not see this this or that as the week goes through. So so you you have to go a little bit down that, that rabbit hole, and the rest of you just have to say, you know, we've got to just be prepared. Uh, everything they've done, we've seen at some point, uh, just how much will we have prepped for. Uh, Colts just continued to grind away. You know, we uh, with the first week, obviously, we left him alone a lot of times with uh, with uh, with Watt, <clears throat> and he had his ups and downs with him. Obviously, it was a, it was a battle that uh, TJ had a had some success on us, and uh, but we were able to get the win and, and able to come through it. Colton, the next two weeks, has just you know stayed the course. He hasn't uh, you know didn't didn't throw him off. Whatever happened week one and week two and week three, just continues continues to work on the things that need to get better. That's the thing that we've always talked about with Colton, right? His his mentality, his demeanor, how one bad play doesn't lead to three bad plays, how it doesn't let things pile up on him. And now even more so that he's a starter and playing every week. I think that that's, hey, you're going to have a bad play every now and then. Now you've got to come off of that play, correct it, and, and make better. And, and he has done that. But again, it's a whole new week. We'll see. The Cardinals grabbed a couple of your young offensive linemen right around cut down day last month. How frustrating is that for you to have a, you know, a young player that you had started to develop, you had probably plans for to have him? 
kind of get swiped uh, by, by another team. Yeah, it's a, you know, in a lot of ways, it's a compliment. You mean, it means that they played well in the preseason. You just didn't have a place on your roster for them, and other people, you know, covet them and want, and want them. It is, you know, you have a chance to develop some guys. Keith, uh, we'd had a little bit longer than, than Ilm, uh, but both those guys did really well for us in training camp, and it's tough to lose them. But uh, that's, that's the National Football League. It's, there's opportunities for guys somewhere else. And more than anything else, I'm happy for the guys. If they have an opportunity to go somewhere else, get on a 53, make some money, uh, not be on a practice squad, that, that's, that's good for them, and, and I'm happy for them. Your own young guys, Leroy um, uh, Watson. I mean, uh, I imagine he's going up against Bosa a lot in practice. Do you do you see the benefit of that? I mean, have you seen him take strides um, at that tackle spot? Yeah, I do. It's 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 they're small. Uh, because they don't, you know, the thing is they get, you know, really two good practice days, Wednesday and Thursday. Friday's more of a walkthrough than Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. They don't do a lot, whereas the other guy's playing a game on Sunday. And, and so there is that, 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 that it's, it's hard to progress in these times, but we do work with them. We work with them individually after practice. We work with them over the weekend a little bit. They get a little workout in prior to the game with, with some time for the co with the coaches. Um, so there's a little bit of time that we're able to get some work uh, done with them. Uh, and there is, there is progression, but it's slow, and it isn't. Without playing in the games, the games are what they miss, and that's where preseason games uh, have huge value for those guys when it gets back to camp next year. And, and so this time is valuable. <clears throat> They've got to make the most of it. It's just it, in a practice setting, it's, it's hard to get huge jumps. They're, they're little tiny steps. Chris, what's, what's a veteran like Feliciano added to your room? Um, is, he, you know, is he helped some of the younger Hundred percent. He does a great job working not only with the younger players and just giving a veteran presence and leadership from that standpoint. He also does a great job working with Jake and having played the position and working with the other interior guys that you know, uh, with, with Spencer and with and with Banks. You know, just together talking talking about you know what he's done when he's played certain players. I mean, last week he was a big help for us against the Giants. Understand because he'd been there the last year or two, so he knew those guys. And and so uh, he's just been a help all around from a experience standpoint, from a helping young guys, working with the veterans. Uh, just communicating and, and learning our system, doing everything that, that he needs to be a part of this team. He just blended in really well, and, and, it's, and it's just a, we all work together to get this thing accomplished, and he's become a big part of that. Brendan Brent and Barack have had a couple of uh, uh, football uh, exchanges. Anything you can put your finger on? What's, what's going uh, on there? Just I'm sorry. Yeah, both times it was, it was uh, miscommunication on the snap count. Um, uh, somebody either snapped the ball earlier or the quarterback uh, wasn't expecting the ball. Something was just a miscommunication on when the ball was going to be snapped. Points a game the last three games is nothing to scoff at, but obviously Brock missed a few. There's huge potential for more. Does that leave you kind of excited for what the potential could be? Yeah, always does. <clears throat> you hope, you know, it's the same thing. You, you see plays that are available, both run run and pass. There's huge run. There's been some run opportunities that we've missed over these few weeks that, that we've just been off on some combination blocks and things. As you could, everybody can see the, <clears throat> you know, the wide open pass that, that, that might be missed or overthrown. And who knows why that is, whether it's the receiver, the quarterback, the line, the protection, a hundred different reasons for it. But it does lead to hope. You say, yeah, man, well, we hit a couple of these. You're not going to hit them all. Uh, but, but if you hit one or two more, well, what happens? You hit one or two of these runs, what happens, you know? So, um, there, there's always room for improvement. That's the good thing. You can look at it and say, hey, guys, th this is things we need to improve on. They're definite, uh, definite, clear things to work on. How is Brock at the line of scrimmage setting protections? He made that anticipatory touchdown pass to Bell, and I mean, Bell hadn't even gotten out of, out of his break yet, and the ball was in the air. How good is he at setting protections and, and being an anticipatory thrower? Yeah, he's awesome. He, he does a great job. I can't, I mean, Brock has been. 
you know, everybody, we talk about this and that, and you say, yeah, well, he finally was the starting quarterback all of training camp, and he finally was the, you know, starting quarterback through preseason, and last year he took over midseason with zero reps as the third quarterback, and, and then played through the year and has, had, and has had success, so it's all ahead of him. It just continues to grow and get better, and you couldn't be happier with the way he does things, and, um, you know, most of our protections are, are pretty well taken care of uh, by Kyle, by the center. Uh, the quarterbacks don't do as much with it, but he understands completely where the free guys are. He moves away from pressure and does an excellent job with that, understands his problems. He's he, he's a real, real student of the game, understands it, and has the athleticism and, and the ability to make plays and make throws understanding. The anticipatory throws have been, to me, and I'm, again, not, not a pass guy as much as I am a line coach and that, but they seem really, really cool how he does that. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you guys.